Hello, it's Freedom Friday Hour. My name is Paul. And I'm Miss Kapow, and today is the 29th of July, 2016. That's right. It's the Freedom Friday Hour. We are going to talk about some alternative news. Even though you may have heard this on the regular mainstream news, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff I know you haven't heard about. I know it. I know it. We're going to talk about the death of Tim LaHaye. You're going, who's Tim LaHaye? I'm going to tell you who Tim LaHaye is. We're going to talk about a little bit about this ISIS, these uh, young men who beheaded a priest in mm. France. Hey, just, to sh- just to show you what's happening. Right? Right. There's some weird stuff going on in Utah. Yep. I know. Utah's weird. John Kerry said something really stupid, <laughs> and it's going to be really fun because that is going to be our segment. Of you can't fix stupid. That's right. Mm-hmm. You can't fix stupid. Um, then, oh my goodness, virtual reality sex uh-huh. is taking on another dimension. That's really, really going to be incredible here. Um, and then, well, we posted something on Facebook. Maybe a secret UFO base. I don't know, but whatever it is, it's pretty interesting off the California coast. And then we're going to end with some recent meteorites. Or meteors, I'm sorry. A meteor is something that's in the sky. I think the meteorite has already landed. Something like that. Sounds good. But uh, we don't talk about this a whole lot because there's so much other stuff going on. But I'm not going to give you all the details. I'm just going to read like seven fireballs in the sky this last uh, couple of weeks. I know. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's. uh, It's I keep saying this every week. It's imploding or whatever, but you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just hoping. <laughs> I live in the negative. It's well, not getting better. No, it's not. It's not getting better. And the cup is getting really full. Mm-hmm. Oh. It, it certainly appears that way in my little negative state. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Capel. Okay, I have Psalm 52, and it says, "Why boast thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man?" The goodness of God endures continually. Your tongue devises mischief like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness. You love all devouring words, O you deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root there out of the land of the living. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. And I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. Amen. That was good. That was pretty. It is lovely. It is lovely, Mr. Powell. Well, those of you listening know by now that uh, we kind of have a conservative bent. Really? Yeah. Now, politically, for many years, I wouldn't really talk politics or anything like that because it's nonsense. Um, I, for one, separate my Christianity from my political views. So I'm not talking like republicanism. I'm mm-hmm. not a Republican. But I am conservative in my views. Um, and I think what's biblical is biblical. What's not biblical is unbiblical. So it doesn't matter if you call yourself a conservative, a Republican, or a Democrat, or a liberal, or progressive. If it's unbiblical, if it doesn't follow the scripture, I don't want nothing to do with it. Right. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, but we have a conservative bent. Like, if you were going to say politically, where do you stand? I would say conservative. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. I had, a, I had a green, I had a green monster in my chest trying mm. to come out and attack me. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, for example, last week... You know, the Republican convention was on, and Ms. Kapow and I watched we that. We watched We it. watched that nonsense, you know. And, um, you know, one of the things I don't see a lot of Christians talking about it, you, you'll, see, you'll see all this stuff that, that's very annoying where they're saying, um, 
you know, you're not a Christian if you don't vote for Trump type mm-hmm. of thing. You're not a Christian. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And it's very suspect. Yeah. It's, well, why, would you make, why would you say something like that? Only a non-Christian would say that. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, don't be manipulated. That's called witchcraft manipulation. Mm-hmm. You can listen to our very first show. Our very first show. Go to Blog Talk. You can listen to Witchcraft and Manipulation. And we explain all that to you. But that's right. witchcraft right there. Manipulation. Trying to get you to do something they want you to do. But anyway... That has that has Trump has nothing to do with Christianity. No, Republican Party has nothing to do with Christianity. Don't be fooled by all that stuff. One of the things we're watching, uh, we're watch you know watching this, and there's a lot of stuff we agree with because, like I said, we're, we're on the more conservative side, um, and you know, and we're definitely not socialists. No, you know, or Marxist or communism. Really you know, we we believe um, that there's you know better things for for humans and American Americans than um, socialism. Mm-hmm. But anyway, one thing, you know, I, I didn't see or read or hear a lot of Christians talk about is, you know, when Trump gave that, you know, long, long speech there at the end, you know, he, he thanked the LBGTQ community. Right. You know, and then the crowd, the Republican, conservative Republican crowd then clapped and applauded in a roar of approval. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he says that he was very thankful for the room, for the crowd, for the Republicans to even applaud that statement. In other words, there was a time in politics, there was a time in Republican conservatism that they were against uh, gay marriage. Sure. They were against um, homosexuality and these kind of these kind of things, these kind of acts. Uh, the whole LG btq community as you all well know it's mental illness it's it's really it's mental illness it's not natural to go after your own kind kind it's it's or on gender i should your say. own gender yes yeah, it's, it's just it doesn't occur in nature so the crowd responds enthusiastically with this statement and then he thanks him for that mm-hmm. now when I, when we heard that that was like a big red flag i mean that's mm-hmm. something that we just can't align with. Nope. You know, you couldn't align with it politically or, you know, your Christianity. So that's what I mean. You know, I, I don't have a problem separating my beliefs from politics at all. But then, not long after, during the speech, as he ended, he was thanking all these these groups. He thanked the evangelicals. Because without the evangelicals, he wouldn't be where he was at, he said. Mm-hmm. So here he is. I thank all these evangelicals, all you people who are Christians who believe in the Word of God and the Bible, who just applauded, Mm -hmm. who put me here, who just applauded that I support the LGBTQ. Um, You know, I mean, it's 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 politics. Politics are politics. You know, but still, yeah, still. Let's. I guess what I'm trying to say: the lips are moving. They're lying. Everybody's lying. I don't care if it's Hillary or Trump. They're all liars. They're they're. There's a whole agenda here. I don't want to see good people, good Christians that are innocent and maybe a little bit uh, what what Naive. Rush Limbaugh would call, yeah, low information, mm-hmm. low information voters. Yeah, a little bit naive. Get sucked into this whole, you know, if you're not a Christian, you're, you're not going to vote for Trump, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Most people you talk to go, look, at, there's twiddly deed, twiddly dumb. I got two evils here. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Really, that's how most people are kind of looking at it. Even if they're more Democratic or more Republican leanings. Um, But there are some that are hardcore this way, hardcore that way. But Donald Trump certainly is not going to be a savior. Mm -mm. And it would be a big mistake, biblically, to think think so. Who's going to win? Who knows? You know, my personal opinion, I still think Hillary is selected. I think she dropped out in 2008 on a promise that she would have, um, you know, 2016. Because she was clearly winning. Yeah, and she would have won. Uh, she's part of, uh, you know, the Bilderberg people. She's a very powerful woman. I still I still think that she would win that, as much as I dis- dislike that idea. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I just think she is. That's my personal opinion. And, of course... Opinions are, uh, 
They're very common. You know, there's people could give you a hundred different reasons why Trump would win and she's not. And, you know, this is being controlled and this is manipulated. And there's so much confusion out there. Mm -hmm. So I think as Christians, we need to really keep our wits about us um, in our Christianity. And it's okay. Go vote. Go do whatever you want to do. Rant and rave, whatever you want to do. But let's let's be realistic in our expectations of what it is, um, you know, biblically. Right. It, it's, it's politics. All right. Having said that, funny story. Ms. Kapow and I were out and about a week ago. We could go Friday. Yep. We were out about, and uh, it became evening tide, and we were hungered. And I was actually hangry. I was so hungry, I was angry. So I was hangry. <laughs> and we decided to go to one of our favorite little dive restaurants. Mm-hmm. So we go uh, to this place in the evening time. And there's quite a few people there. And so uh, you, you go into this, uh, this joint. It's a casino. Uh, that's, restaurant. that's also a restaurant. There's a big bar area and there's a restaurant area. And you can smoke there. Because it's a casino, see? So people are smoking there. Then they have a back room that's not smoking. Well, the place was packed. So we couldn't get to the non-smoking back room. So we had to sit in front, you know, like in the bar area. So we sit and, and so we come there. And there's a lot of people and there's, there's a few people behind us coming in. And all the places are taken. There's not that many seats there. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was available was this uh, table with four seats. It... Uh, you know, it's, it's seat four. Mm-hmm. And it was out there in that bar smoking area. So we took that table. We right. took the two seats. So another couple came in behind us and they kind of looked around. It was crowded. They turned around and left. And then there was another couple that came in, uh, you know, I mean, immediately. And we had just sat down and they were kind of looking around. Mm-hmm. And Miss Kapow and I, at the same time, I kid you not, at the same time, without conferring with one another, looked at this couple and said, would you like to join us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just, it just came out. It just blurted out. Yeah. Would you like to join us? And the guy said, well, that's the best offer I've had all day. Yep. Nice face, nice smile. He's with his wife. She has colored hair. Yeah. Can't beat that. And when he says colored, it was like purple. He, she had like Silver hair, and then the bangs were red and purple and pink. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And green. And green. <laughs> yeah. Colored hair. Very colorful. Yeah. And uh, so the, the only thing going through my head now is like, I hope they're not smokers. Mm-hmm. Because they're sitting right, you know, right with us now. And if they light up, that's going to be miserable. And, um, you know, we are in a smoking section. Yeah. So they sit down and thank us and everything like that. No problem. So Mm -hmm. we start talking because obviously we're going to share a meal together now because, I mean, I'm talking one table, four chairs. You know, you can't ignore each other. Right. So we start talking and this is a great conversation. They're, they're, they're intelligent, bright people. Uh, They're well-traveled. They're talking about Italy and Scotland and Ireland and all these different places they've traveled and they're talking about their beautiful home and this and that and it's very very interesting and you know their careers and their work and uh, come to find out she is a uh, or she's a retired professor she's she's, she's a, a doctor she's a doctor she's of a PhD history. of history yeah taught Nevada history and the whole bit and he uh, he was uh, an Air Force retiree and a I guess a consultant or something like that. Yeah. Um, he actually made... Actually, he was a secret agent. Yeah. I mean, he, there was stuff he says, I can't actually give you all the details, but I think in a nutshell, they made electronic devices that would detonate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, I got that. So uh, he's retired. They did, they did well. So we had a nice little conversation. And while we're talking, the TVs are on. And behind us, they're showing Shillery and Kane. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, sit, the guy sitting with us says, oh, uh, he was at our house. Yep. 
Mesquite, Nevada. What would what would uh, this vice presidential candidate candidate? Or... Yeah, you know, be at your house. And uh, so I was like, what? "What? What's the deal?" And he says, "Oh, we're um, I don't know the proper term for it, but we're Hillary fundraisers. Mm-hmm. We're Democratic fundraisers." Yeah. Come to find out, these people are big into the campaign. Yeah. In February or March, they had a fundraiser at their Mesquite home. Mm -hmm. They live in a very nice area. And Kane uh, was there as a senator or whatever. Right. And I guess there was a lot of media and coverage and all that stuff. And he had a big fundraiser for Hillary. Mm -hmm. They were at the caucus. They were very involved. Well, (laughs) politically, we're very juxtaposed. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm kind of looking at him with with my jaw drop, like, what? You know? Yeah. Because I've never met anybody who actually adored her like that. I've never met anybody that involved. And now we have. Yes. I've met people who were Democrats who said, yeah, we think we're going to vote for Hillary because Trump is just too mean. And we have people like that. But I have never met anybody who was like hardcore. And uh, so she kind of looks, I guess, sees the expression on her face. And she kind of looks at me. and She goes, oh, don't tell me you're Trump supporters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like that. And I said, well, I go, it's like twiddle dee, twiddle dum. Mm-hmm. I go, where do you go? You know, this and that. And so he looks at me right at the eye. And he goes, well, Hillary is by far, you know, an intelligent woman. You know, by far the best experience. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on and on. So I think she kicks him under the table. Yeah. You know, really. I really do. I think she kicks him under the table and then she says to him, you know, enough. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not talk about politics enough. And he, yeah. he would have kept going, I'm sure. Right. And he did. And he did. <laughs> he rambled on a little bit more about it. And um, so anyway, you know, for me, I mean, Linda and I were sitting across from each other. So it's not like you can have a, you know, powwow and a communication. But I think the same thing came over both of us at the same time. For me, it was like, I can jump up and stand my conservative ground Mm -hmm. and get in a big pissing match with this guy. How could you in a world, you know, this socialism and these people are going to bring our country down and, you know, put the Christians in FEMA camps. Like uh, Franklin Graham is saying, I I don't know if that's true or not, but I I read a quip that he was saying that they're going to put... Christians and female camps, something stupid. Um, and so it was a choice of, well, you can do this or just be quiet. You don't have to, they knew we didn't agree with them. Mm-hmm. They knew that. They knew we weren't in agreement. But you can just do that, shut your tamale hole, and enjoy a nice meal with some decent people. Right. And that's what we decided to do. Yay for us. And you know, we did. And we just, it, the conversation did just turn from politics to travel and to Italy and the food there and different stories. And um, we you, actually... Go ahead. We actually had a very nice meal with these, these folks. Mm-hmm. We ended up exchanging phone numbers, the whole bit. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine us? At the, the, the socialist liberal uh, house? Oh, good night, no. But, no. I mean, you know, God works in mysterious ways. No, he does. You know? But, um, it you know, and I'm not going to tell you that, we you know, we talked about Christ or, you know, they got converted. And, you know, none of that. But. Um, and then we knew also, because of their stand, there wasn't anything that we could have said to go, you know what? We never thought of it that way. Let's, you know, let's go the other team. Just yeah. like they couldn't have said anything about Hillary that would yeah. have changed our mind. Exactly. So there was no point in arguing because we're we're people of peace. Yes. You know, unless God drops something in your heart to say to these people, that's when you would open your mouth. But other than that, there's really no reason to. And you just summed it up right there. I, you really just put it in a, in, in a big old beautiful nutshell. It's peace. You know, it, it, blessed are the peacekeepers, makers. There's no sense in getting this big old deal and then end up hating each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, if we ever have an opportunity to see him again, 
we already have, you know, bank with them. We already have right. emotional bank. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like some of our neighbors around here are are liberal. Yeah. But we have emotional bank with them. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I've already met a lot of women. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I have met more atheists here than I had in California. I know. Which is incredible. I know. And I don't know if I ever told the people on the on the radio when we had the open field next door to us <laughs> that I prayed that God would send us godly people or godly person, you know, mm-hmm. and I pictured, you know, an old pastor, a retired pastor, you know, that would share his, the word that things that God had revealed to him, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that was, you know, a grandfather figure. Kind of a yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause I prayed and I, you know, I blessed the, the, the land, I blessed the home, you know, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And look who we would adore these people, mm-hmm. but they're atheists. Mm-hmm. And they told us that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, God, you have a sense of humor. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't know why, they that God would bring them into our lives, but I'm happy for it because they're really wonderful people, and I do believe that they will come to the saving knowledge mm-hmm. of Christ. I know it in my spirit. Mm-hmm. I just know it. And Ms. Capel's right. They're, we absolutely love these people, and we've had now with these folks, our neighbors. We've had deep conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one night we talked from from Adam through Abraham all the way through the gospel of Christ to them. It was astounding. And they're uh, the ones that opened up the subject. Yes. You see? And, so God will open up opportunities mm-hmm. for you to speak. And they were receptive to yes, it. Yes, they were. You know, in fact, so much so that the next morning, they continued the conversation amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so God is, is doing something in their heart. But it's God that opens up the opportunities. Absolutely. It's God that causes the seed to grow. We're just caused to, to seed and to, to water. Mm-hmm. To plant and water. Mm-hmm. That's all. God does all the growing. Yeah. And if you're if you're sensitive enough, He will open the doors. You don't you don't have to do that. Yeah, you don't have to blast them or whatever. Mm-mm. But it is amazing. And Miss Capel's right. She has more little girlfriends that she goes out with that are um, yeah. either atheists or or or, 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 or or yeah or liberals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they think everything's fine in the country. Oh yeah, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, because where we live in this community, they're still building houses. Mm-hmm. That means, yeah, everything's okay with good, the economy. Yeah, you know, because they, Obama's great. <laughs> because right. they see a little fraction of nothing. Yeah, and, uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and the stuff they say makes my ter- my toes curl, but it's like, uh, yeah. But you know, you, you you get emotional bank with with these folks. I don't know what are we trying to say. I, I what I guess I'm just trying to say in this long monologue that I didn't mean to go this long about peace you know let God use you let your light shine yeah and um, be kind you get all crazy with this politics stuff and you're not going to change anything you're not going to change anybody don't argue yeah yeah so anyway it was it was a real eye-opener a real lesson for us and afterwards we talked about it because these people were really nice. We really liked them. Yeah, they're very nice and, people. Um, Interesting people. I would have dinner again with them. But it was amazing that here you are at a table. And I wouldn't doubt if they were atheists. <laughs> they did talk about their daughter, who they never see, who was in a cult, apparently. Mm-hmm. A religious cult. A religious cult. And I just uh, wonder if she's just a Christian. But <laughs> um, anyway, it, uh, it, 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 it taught us something about, you know, when the Holy Spirit just said, just keep your mouth shut. Just... They know they know you don't agree with them, but don't argue. Just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have evening. the ears to hear yet. Yeah, they're not at that place. Anyway, uh, enough of that. All right, what's the next um, story? Let's, <laughs> <laughs> next story. Let's talk about uh, Timothy. Timothy LaHaye. Everybody know who this guy is? I do. Okay, Timothy LaHaye was the author of the Left Behind series. Uh, and here's why I'm going to talk about Tim LaHaye. He's dead. He's age 90. He died in... Uh, San Diego, San Diego, California. San Diego. But Tim LaHaye, Tim LaHaye, uh, Pastor LaHaye, Dr. LaHaye, he wrote a lot of books. He wrote a lot of other books that didn't get anywhere near the Left Behind series. He, I think he sold something like 80 million. Mm-hmm. He was on the New York Times bestsellers list, the every bestselling list you can imagine, right? Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about super successful Christian stuff. In my, well, it's not my opinion. It's a fact. I know this for a fact. That series did a lot of harm 
to naive Christians mm-hmm. who then to this day believe that that's doctrine. Yeah. The Left Behind series is a fictional account. His co-author, Jenkins, even said that they tried to write regular books mm-hmm. and no one would read them. Just like kind of like our books, our regular, you know, mm-hmm. regular nonfiction books. Not that many people read them. And then they decided to take their basically their doctrine, their theology and put it in a fictional form. And it took off like crazy. Yep. You, know, and you see this with a lot of Christian books. To me, that's a sad, sad statement on Christianity. Mm-hmm. Sad, sad statement. When we've moved from real scholarship to fictional stories. Uh, and then take that as theology and doctrine. But the Left Behind series had, um, you know, had your Antichrist, had your pre-trib rapture, mm-hmm. um, had uh, everything happening after the, the rapture, Israel, had mm-hmm. all that stuff. And um, so many people bought it as doctrine right. and theology, and they do today. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't have to read the word, yes, right? Just, Revelation is just too crazy to read anyway, so why don't we watch a movie or read a book? Just go watch Nicolas Cage <laughs> in Left Behind. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He's, yeah. He is one of the biggest Satanist, occultist actors out there. Read up on Nicolas Cage. He stars in a Left Behind series, a Christian series, mm-hmm. and no one has a problem with that? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Tim LaHaye's dead. Mm-hmm. And all I'm going to say about this, and a lot of the people are going to go, Paul, you're mean. But I don't know what's going to happen to him when he faces his Lord. And if Jesus is going to say, enter, uh, my uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or is he going to say, uh, what the heck did you do? Mm-hmm. I don't even know you. I mean, really. What this guy did, not only did he do this, he, you know, he, he did the left behind stuff and he made millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Uh, but he also founded the pre-trib rapture group. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking a, a, a group of, of people that he get, got together to talk about the gospel of Christ and share the gospel. Right. Their whole mission was to force pre-trib rapture and defend it. Yeah, like it was doctrine. Like it was doctrine. It, and it was crazy. We watched a DVD years ago with with a debate between, uh, I forget his name, but he's one of these pre-trip rapture guys from Tim LaHaye's group and uh, Hank, Hank Hangergraf, mm-hmm. who had made the mistake and came out as a partial preterist, even though he says, don't label me. I'm just right. saying what I found out. And he was talking about 80s, 70s stuff. And they ripped him up. In fact, I believe they actually tried to destroy his ministry if they did they not. They did. They did. And he, you know, I remember... It was uh, horrible. Hank was saying, I thought I was among brothers. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be a friendly debate. You mm-hmm. know, uh, sharing the word with one another. You know what I mean? Yes. But it wasn't. Tim um, LaHaye and his group were there to destroy this man. I mean, they ripped him. They ripped him apart. Yes, and you could see did. the hurt in Hank's face. It wasn't Christ-like at all. It was disgusting. It was totally disgusting. And had I known that the video was going to be like that, I would never have bought it. No. It was that bad. In fact, Hangergraf had said, he goes, I knew um, I would be among some, um, you know, you know, some detractors. He mm-hmm. says, I never knew I would be in the, the lion's, lion's den. den. Yeah. Uh, it, it was absolutely horrible. When we bought the, the DVD off of a, of a guy uh, at, at church, he, he says, yeah, he goes, this is great. Because I forget the guy's name is debating. He goes, he yeah. cleaned Hangergraf's clock or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we at the time, we didn't even know who these people were, you know. So we, we bought it because it was, you know, mm-hmm. we were just trying to learn everything we could at the time. And it was absolutely horrible. Um, and this, and, you know, his, his, the pre-trib research center, that's what he founded. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has the, uh, the Tim LaHaye school of prophecy at Liberty university. Yep. Uh, he designed the LaHaye temperament analysis, a self-improvement tool that has been used by more than 30,000 people. So sounds like he's, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of w- weird stuff, but, um, anyway, part of his group was, um, all and they're the, very political too. Oh, they are very political. I mean, in fact, the More. wife did. Uh, she had some kind of a women's women's ministry 
Women for America or something like that. Yeah, and they uh, founded the or helped co-found the Moral Majority. Yes, they did. Uh, with what's his face? Um, yeah, Concerned Women for America. That's mm-hmm. what uh, Beverly LaHaye yeah. founded. Yeah, so they, they were very political too. Which is a nice little segue from the political stuff. I didn't even realize that. Anyway, he's dead, folks. So, you know, your Left Behind book uh, is going to be worth a lot of money now. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. London is next. ISIS threatens Long attacks end. on world's major cities as UK police issue warning to British churches following the murder of an elderly French priest. Yeah, now that's pretty brazen. Yeah. Going into church and lopping his head off. Yep. That is really brazen. Wow. When I was a, um, when I was a, uh, what you call an area commander in the city of Riverside, we had, the um, city was broken up in certain areas. And as a lieutenant, I was called an area commander and I had a group of people under me and we were supposed to, you know, work with the community and solve problems. Anyway. I had this little ghetto area, had a Catholic church. The the uh, citizens there were all Hispanic, long-time Hispanic citizens. And for the first time in history, on my watch, somebody came, go, got into the church, tied up the priest there, mm. and took all the money. And it was appalling. Yep. In all history of this little ghetto of crime and murder and drugs, no one had ever robbed never think of something a catholic church yeah it was amazing and the whole community they were just shocked stuff like that we never did catch the people Mm, we never did catch them so anyway but now this (laughs) this wasn't a robbery they go in there uh Allah akbar some islamic uh young men and they kill this guy so they're french teenagers they slaughtered this 84 year old priest it was last tuesday in normandy france so, boy, France is really getting hit oh hard. Oh boy, with they these are radicals. They be, they are. So, police have warned Britain's Christians to be on alert. Now, when I, when they say Britain's Christians, do they mean you? Are they warning you? No. They warning not, No, they're warning people who go to Catholic church. They're, they're people who go to Catholic church. They they're worshiping pagan. They're not they're not Christians like you. Mm-mm. But see, they use that word Christian and lop everybody. I mean, Mormons are Christian. Oh, yeah. SDA. And I don't know what the purpose of this is. Are they trying to Confusion. start uh, you know, a religious war? I don't know. But, yeah, you know, this is what they do. Okay, even if it's a Catholic church, I still respect it as a church. I still respect it as an institution. You don't go in there and cut no. off an 84-year-old priest's head. Plus, he's a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, so, anyway... This was the first known attack claimed by ISIS inside of a church in the West after compiling a hit list of places of Christian worship. It comes as ISIS warned that London and Washington, D.C. are next on the list. Mm. And they had images threatening major city capitals being posted online. That's right. Um, So anyway, French religious leaders joined forces to call for reinforced security after the attack. These two French teenagers, uh, they were both killed by police after carrying out the morning slaughter. And that was filmed on a mobile phone. Um, They told a friend two months ago, I'm going to do a church. Mm -hmm. And I guess they ran out after taking these people hostage and seizing the church. They ran out yelling, Allah Akbar. And uh, they got riddled with bullets for doing that. So they went over there. I think they won nuns in critical condition and things like that. So yeah, well, it was nasty. Pretty nasty stuff. So I'm sure you heard about that. That was uh, on the news in between all this political nonsense. You might be able to get a story now and then. Okay, what's going on in Utah, Ms. Powell? Utah. Utah. There is a mysterious green slime that's bubbling up from their sewers. Do you think they got uh, aliens? You know what? It's Ghostbuster time. It could be. This could be <laughs> part of the movie... They're trying to get publicity because Utah is such a big, huge, you know, movie capital. (laughs) (laughs) It's in Bluffdale. See, look at the name Bluff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A mysterious green foam has left neighbors of one Utah neighborhood more than a little concerned after it was spotted bubbling from a storm drain on Thursday. It looks like green jello or um, 
Yeah, is it Jello? No, yeah, it looks like Jello. Yeah, don't look like pudding. No, Salt Lake County Health Department immediately sent its emergency response teams as well as scientists to test the bright green foam after it was reported in a Bluffdale neighborhood. Early reports indicated that the foam was caused by a toxic algae bloom that currently covers 90% of Utah Lake and has already caused more than 100 people to fall ill. See, that's pretty gross. This is toxic stuff. Yeah. And now it's in the storm drain and yeah. it's coming out. Fuchi, fuchi. Uh, I'd be really concerned about my water supply at this point. Yeah. So, uh, But they really don't know what they're doing. I mean, they don't know what is causing the foam Mm-mm. and all this stuff. They think... It could be related to the toxic LG, but they're not absolutely sure. Yeah. yeah. It's nasty. Yep. It's um, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Kinda but weird. all these things are, you know, um, indicative of our times. Mm-hmm. Just weird little signs, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Okay. We're going to take a short commercial break, and then we're going to come back with You Can't Fix Stupid. <sighs> you Can't Fix Stupid, which is my favorite song. I don't know what all this fuss is about, about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless? In the dark? Uh, I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny. I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com All right, we've returned. Let's do the segment, You Can't Fix Stupid. You can't fix stupid, Mr. Pan. Okay, John Kerry, everybody knows who John Kerry is? The chin? Mm-hmm. Okay, works for the United States uh, State Department. Here's what he says. This is from FoxNews.com, so it has to be true. John Kerry says that air conditioners, air conditioners, are as big a threat as ISIS. As ISIS, my friends. I know you're going, come on. Why in the world would anybody say that? You can't fix stupid. Can't fix stupid. Secretary of State John Kerry said in Vienna, now he says this in Vienna. That air conditioners and refrigerators are as big of a threat to life as the threat of terrorism posed by groups like the Islamic State. Now, last time I looked, my refrigerator has not beheaded a Catholic priest. Nope. My air conditioner has done nothing but given me comfort this summer in the Mesquite, Nevada heat. Mm -hmm. I love my air conditioner. It has never threatened me or to blow me up. But not to John Kerry. Not to John Kerry. The Washington Examiner reported that Kerry was in Vienna to amend the 1987 Montreal Protocol that would phase out hydrofluorocarbons. Oh, my. Mm Mm-hmm. Or HFCs. It would, it would, it would, okay, it would phase those out from basic household and commercial appliances like air conditioners, refrigerators, and inhalers. So he says, as we were working together on the challenges of ISIS and terrorism, it's hard for some people to grasp it, but what we, you, are doing right now is of equal importance because it has the ability to literally save life on the planet itself. Wow. So while, while we're all working on ISIS and terrorism, what you're doing here to reduce hydrochloroformin carbons, whatever, mm-hmm. it's just as important. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> just as important because they're just as deadly. Mm-hmm. Kerry said that most of the substances banned in the Montreal Protocol have increased the use of HFCs and claimed that the coolant was thousands of times more potent than CO2. Oh, and guess what? The increase in HFCs has led to the trend of global climate change. Oh my How many goodness. people have actually died now from global, global climate change? I know mm. a lot of people have died recently by ISIS mm. and terrorism. All over the globe. Well, Kerry says, already the HFCs use in refrigerators and air conditioners and other items are emitting an entire 
gigation of carbon dioxide, equivalent pollution into the atmosphere annually. Now, if that sounds like a lot, my friends, it's because it is. It is equivalent to emissions from nearly 300 coal-fired power plants every single year. Dang it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So anyway, uh, he's all happy because they're going to reduce that. And um, He's the same guy that said, I would rather be the candidate of the NAACP than the NRA. <laughs> Do you think that's a stupid quote? That's pretty stupid from a, from a white guy with a big chin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the NAACP is going <laughs> to endorse uh, the chin. Exactly. Oh, my Lord. These people are amazing. You can't fix stupid. You can't fix stupid. You can't stupid. fix stupid. Uh, here's here's something that's interesting, Miss Capel. And okay. it's it's also confusing. Okay. Once upon a time, human beings had sex with each other. Male and female, right? They'd mm-hmm. get married, they'd have sex. Yeah. They'd produce children. And then along came virtual reality. In virtual reality, people put on their little headsets and they no longer had sex with humans. They could just have sex with their virtual reality, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now you can have virtual sex with real people. No. Now, that, that that doesn't make sense. No. Because if you're going to have virtual sex with real people, why don't you just have real sex? Exactly. Why do you need it to be virtual? Because you can't fix stupid number two. <laughs> you know what this story kind of reminds me of? That um, story in um, Seinfeld with George Costanza when he actually was having sex while eating food. I mean, he yeah. was doing different things. While having sex. Yeah, because three things he liked. He liked having sex. He liked watching TV. Mm -hmm. or listening to music. And eating. eating. Right. So he had a ham sandwich. He was listening to the ball game. While having sex. (laughs) Uh, That's what this reminded me of. Yeah, so now it's come to fruition. It's a company called Cam Soda. And they're globally launching a virtual reality platform uh, in a couple of weeks. August 1st. Uh Uh-huh. Now, users connect through... I don't make this up, folks. Teledildonics. Get it? Yeah. Dildos. And these things relay the touch of a person. The platform can be used with other headsets such as the Oculus Rift, although users will need to buy the paired wearable. So here's the deal. For people in long-distance relationships, the lack of intimacy can be a struggle. I'm already laughing. But a new virtual reality device may mean you no longer have to physically be with someone to experience having sex with them. See, that's that's nasty. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> In August, Camcoda will launch a virtual reality platform that allows users to physically interact with each other via connected and coordinating sex toys. Wow. Here it's worth the teledildonics. <laughs> It's the adult, uh, forgive me, folks. It, this is this is insanity. The adult entertainment webcam company will make virtual reality sex possible using teledildonics, connected and coordinated sex toys that relay touch between users. Wow! <laughs> you know what I think you should do is you should get like a tomato can, and then your partner gets a tomato can uh-huh. with wire connected. There you go. And then you can, you could have, instead of phone sex, you could just do tomato can sex. Well, you don't even have to have a, a real relationship. I mean... No. You don't have to... That that whole people thing is... No. Communication is gone. No, because like if you're, like you're traveling and your wife is at home and you're traveling and then you want to use teledildonics to have, you know, intimate night, um, you can go on Skype and have a nice intimate dinner together and everything, do teledildonics. And then when the wife starts... Wanting to cuddle and talk. Yeah, you just turn her off. You can just turn her off. <laughs> and then you go, I'm sorry, I'm losing it. Connect. I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Then the wife gets the the uh, cuddle bear. Oh, yes, that's right. Or just hires the cuddle the gu- the guy. The cuddle guy. The cuddle yeah. guy. Or gal or yeah, whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want to cuddle with, yeah. 
Um, Man, there's a smorgasbord out there. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff to to do your perversion. It's it's the, the demons are just they have reached a new height of introducing their demonic perversion. It's amazing. The devices have been designed by uh, Kiru, who have created a female and a male simulator. And this is kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. When the woman interacts with the female toy, it feeds pressure data through to the male toy or sleeve in real time to stimulate the feeling of sex. As with real sex, it involves both parties. The male sleeve tightens based on the pressure it gives the female toy. And the female toy gives feedback from the sleeve regarding speed and intensity, oh blah, 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 blah. And they're saying it replicates real life experience creating... Okay. Um, they say we want to provide our users with a unique experience that constantly stimulates their imagination. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Plus, you'd be doing things that your other partner probably wouldn't want to do. Uh, yeah. Sort of, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, my, my brain is, is... Is overloading. Yeah. They say while the platform could be used by couples, it could also be used by people wanting to experience versatile sex with cam models on the Cam Soda website. That's more than likely going to be 99.9.99% Well, that's what I mean. You could use. do your imagination without having someone go, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Cam Soda has a range of chat rooms with a diverse team of models to entertain viewers at all times. That's what's going to happen. Um, so in a nutshell, they've designed female and male um, simulators. The simulator feeds pressures. Uh, as with real sex, it involves both parties. And um, anyway, so Sick. that's the latest in you can't fix stupid, stupid perversion. That's insane. And then you can see the whole host of things that opens up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This is just strange. I don't know what it is. But on Google, uh, Google Maps or whatever, Google Earth, Google Maps, there's a discovery... Uh, off the Gulf of California. And I posted this on our Facebook page. Uh, amazing. And you can see the blue water. And it's just, it's definitely not natural. Mm-mm. It's its a design. So the, these, it's a huge, 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 huge design. And underneath so, the water. Underneath the water of the Gulf of, Me- uh, Gulf of California. And of course, many people think it's an underwater UFO base. Whatever it is, it's very uh, incredible, whatever it is. So Google Maps discovery held as proof there's something very strange lurking beneath the waves. Alien spotters have claimed a gigantic Atlantis-style alien city is hitting beneath the waters uh, of the Gulf of California. UFO believers are currently sharing pictures from Google Maps which show a series of lines beneath the waves. I'm talking huge. Mm-hmm. This is a huge and there's no way it's natural. No. It's just no, too it's not. too geometric. Uh it's not a natural formation. It's um well a lot of people are saying it's a amazingly large alien base, but no one really I mean who you can't prove that. They're saying it's so huge, there's no wonder we hear so many UFO sightings over Mexico. Um, well, they're kind of hoping that History Channel or National Geographic or some of those people will kind of do a show on it. Yeah, yeah. go there and, and explore it. They uh, recently found a bizarre pyramid structure deep in the ocean, which they also believe is an alien base, though it's a bit more uh, complex than that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's uh, we put this on our Facebook page. It is very interesting, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's huge and it's geometric and, and it's under uh, the water. It's under the water, and it's just now been discovered. Mr. Kapow, just now yeah, been discovered. Like, hmm, how long has it been there? It's been there for centuries. It's doing there? It's been there for centuries. What's it telling us? Okay, without getting into all the details, just to show you that the sky is falling, things are different. It's one thing, we used to talk about this stuff a lot, but we quit talking about it because there's so much of it all the time. This is just in July. Okay, I'm going to read you six or seven fireballs in the sky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, there was a meteor fireball seen flying through Phoenix skies. Okay, there was a blue meteor fireball that lit up the sky over Cork, Ireland. Wow. 
there was a meteor fireball brighter than Venus seen in Osaka, Japan. See, that's pretty bright. Multiple explosions for meteor fireball shake buildings in General Roca, Argentina. Giant meteor fireball seen over Calabria, Sicily, and Malta. Hmm. But there's more. There's more. There was a bright meteor fireball filmed over Odessa, Ukraine. Is that all? Mm-mm. No. There was a huge, huge fireball seen across northwestern Australia. Mm. There was also a great ball of fire over New Zealand. And a bright meteor fireball streaks over Brazilian skies. And as of July 8th, impressive meteor fireball filmed over Morocco. Wow. See? That's... All these little fireballs. I'm not even getting the details. I'm just saying what's going on globally. See, I think of the words that Jesus said when he said he saw Satan fall from the sky. Can you imagine if these are like little demons? Yeah. Well, you know what? You don't have a lot of people finding the the meteorites. Mm -mm. Uh, But a lot of fireballs. And I know we did a deliverance one time, and uh, I happened to see a I remember that um, starfall mm-hmm. from the sky, just I, as that person was being. I remember delivered. That. I remember that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just odd. We were living very odd times. So, I think that's it, Miss Capel. Is that it? I think we Can should you imagine another Friday has gone, come and gone. I know. Clock is just spinning like crazy. It'll be Christmas tomorrow. Hey. Well, you know why? Really, you know why time's going so fast? Earth is flat. It's no longer round. It's flat. Flat Earth. Flat Earth. And so the sun doesn't really set or rise. It just bounces around the flat Earth. So there's really no day or night. Then why does the scripture say that he sits on the circle of the Earth? Well, that's the old Bible, but the Mandela (laughs) effect has changed it. Alrighty then. No, actually the flat earthers say that scripture means circle like circumference of the Earth, not sphere of the Earth. Seriously, that's how they get around that. Some weird people out there, man. Silly. Some really, really strange, Stupid. strange folks that doing uh, weird heretical things. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because it's the time yeah. that we live in. Yeah, I guess so. They want to distort the word of God more. They want to destroy the name of Jesus, like the Sanhedrin. Give me a chow. Chow, babies. Chow, <laughs> babies.